the internet, and welcome to season 167, episode one of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's January 11th, 2021, a cool nine days until January 20th. Uh, we don't know. Maybe, maybe the president's already been removed. Probably not. Uh, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Uh, Kimberly, Kimberly, can't you pass the cocaine? Kimberly, can't pronounce your name now. Uh, that is courtesy of Donald Trump Jr. Uh, backstage watching the, uh, the storming of the Bastille about to go down. Um, and not, not really uh, being able to pronounce his girlfriend's name. Um, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! Straight from the Senate fucking chamber! <laughs> from the slums of Capitol Hill, Kutang Clan strikes again. Insurrect a deck, Q God, Traitor Quan, Punish a Mask Face Killer, and T R A I T O R Man. Okay, that was just something that hit me when I was making my toast today. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I had to laugh. I had to get my Wu Tang in there, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out to everybody with the MF. I just love that thing because I in my the first thing I thought was straight from the Senate fucking chamber, and I was like, okay, hold on, hold on, we might have something, we might have something here, uh-huh. and also I just want to say. Everybody who had the fucking amazing MF Doom, AKAs, please retag me in them. Uh, because you know, the last couple days have been a little bit of a distraction. You might have seen mm. my AKA game lacking. Mm. I'm trying to get back into it because I see the effort, I see the art, and I do want to engage with this. So just 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 bring it back, refresh it back to me on Discord and Twitter, because I, I caught that. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious, the talented, the brilliant Sophia Alexandra. Hey! Hi, 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 hi. I'm so glad to be here. What's up? Uh, What's What's good? Miles, I have so much to catch up on with you. (laughs) Since a few hours ago. (laughs) It's been ages. I know, I know. It truly has. It's also really hard to talk shit about Jack now because I like he's right there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it is. Well, you might as well go for it. He's yeah, wearing go that nuts. same tie-dye is... thing. I can't. Like He's wearing an incredible sweater. Honestly, I'm not even. Your yep. tie-dye get. I look for people who didn't have the the view of that holiday photo of you and your family with the tie-dye fits. Tie-dye I it caused problems yeah. in my in my home. Oh uh, yeah, Her Majesty was like, we should be doing stuff like. <laughs> I know, mad jealousy, mad jealousy. So yeah, yeah. hey jealousy. Before the... b- before Corona, you were just like V-neck into deep V-neck. You know, I was just always staring <laughs> always. at your belly button. And yep. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh god! Now uh, you're really you classed it up. My belly button should never see the light of day. <laughs> it's uh, it actually doesn't emit light. It's just I mean, I just feel like in there. You yeah. do you, and once you got it pierced, then I could really not yeah. take my eyes off. Well, especially the way he made the top and the bottom one like interlock the piercing. Yeah. Right? That was yeah. kind of dope. Yo, did you ever know anybody? Uh, yo, I had homegirls who had the top and the bottom pierced. On yo, the you navel. ever seen somebody with four? Like, e- like northeast, like, southwest style. Uh huh. Wow! 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 Well, does not heal well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is the one. Oh, that's what yeah. that scar is on your side? <laughs> that hangs around for sure. 
All right, Sophia, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. A Capitol Police officer passed away uh, from injuries at the end of last week, from injuries from the uh, riot in the uh, Capitol. And so, yeah, we're just going to check in with like what the mind state must be for the people who were in there, in, in the Capitol. Went and did that. Went and did that. We'll talk about some uh, insurrectionists who are like, yo, sorry, our bad, uh, but it's all good now. Uh, We'll talk about, I'm going to check in with a clip from Anderson Cooper narrating the uh, riot just because, fuck that guy. We'll talk about some resignations. We'll talk about uh, corporations and how they're doing their part. Uh, to do absolutely nothing. Uh, maybe we'll even get to Daddy Hat Girl. You remember her mm. from the end of last week. Uh, all of that, plenty more. But first, Sophia, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay, so um, I've been doing this thing with my husband where we show each other a funny thing uh, every night. And mm-hmm. mine is this sketch that I love from Mad TV which is the inflatable man, uh, you know, the inflatable arm men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there's this sketch where it's a couple. It's like a, a human woman that marries an inflatable. <laughs> like the one <laughs> from outside of man. the yeah, <laughs> car and dealerships? It's, and it's so funny. And for a while you couldn't find it on YouTube, but now you can. And the best part is when they show the bride side and then the groom's side. And it's just other inflatable. <laughs> it's just all inflatable. Our men and it's so good. So That's yeah, amazing. that. Uh, Blaine Kapatch, the stand-up comedian, does a great impression of that because he looks like he's got the build of one of those dudes. Oh. Um, they cool. delight me. I'm always, I laugh out loud every time I mm. see one. I find them yeah. delightful. So simple pleasures. Really? Yeah. I'm very You ever simple. seen somebody turn them off? No. <laughs> the saddest oh, thing in the yeah. world? Right? I don't it's a rare, it's a rare thing, but I remember being like super high was like, yo. That's not right. That's like seeing off? a teacher outside of school. No one it's needs just like, to ah, see that. The party, y'all. And then oh, <laughs> no. Weather to the floor. Yeah. You hate to see it. It's like a shot from uh, that how-to show with John. It's a John Normal name guy from HBO. He f- he always finds like these incredibly poetic, uh, like very sad shots from. Oh, how to with John life. Wilson? Yeah, how to with that show John. is fucking amazing. I don't that know guy's that show. Eye for detail is unbelievable. It's, it's a just show poetry. Yeah. It's a show Nathan Fielder is executive producing on HBO, and it's. It's very similar, like in ethos, in that it's like we're just gonna find something and then just absorb it. Like this guy just walks; he has hours of footage he just takes around New York City. But there are times when he just indulges his curiosity about a thing, and it it'll go from being in a grocery store to who knows what else. Or all I, mean, I don't even want to spoil it. That sounds awesome, and so I'm gonna watch it. It's so worth watching. And even if you beautiful. even if you've watched it, go to Nathan Fielder's YouTube channel because he has a featurette that he uploaded that was clearly like I guess HBO gave him money to do like a behind the scenes digital featurette, and it starts off with him and John Wilson talking about like why they work together and what Nathan saw in his work and vice versa. And then it takes a very Nathan for you esque turn in the <laughs> middle of it. Cause John Wilson goes like, yeah, I'd like to think like Nathan has like a good eye for talent. You know, like he obviously like he spotted my work and was interested. And also like 
you know, he's also kind of working with some influencers and they do this hard cut <laughs> to Nathan running a TikTok house with all these like shirtless young guys. And he's just like stalking in the background, like making sure they're doing their choreography and stuff and telling them they can't talk to their families. And shit. <laughs> so there's a lot. It's, there's a lot. It's offering. The, so great he distraction. Has, yeah. He, there's just all this footage. It's like B-roll. He is the king of B-roll. He just gets like all these beautiful like shots of just weird random shit City. happening around New York City. If I watch um, it and it's just going to be a fucking plastic bag floating in front of a brick wall, I'm going to fucking there, lose it and I'm going to call you at your house. No, no, it's way better because it, imagine imagine he found the person whose bag that was and went right. to their house and then found out why they had the bag because they were smuggling animals or something. Right. That's how cuz it start the first Yo, one you know what he, this reminds he goes to me Cancun of? and it it gets so deep out of nowhere. Yo, that cut that relationship with the dude in Cancun who's like down there and just like, yeah, man, I don't know. I just, he's like the biggest, like just straight up, like fuck boy, like just the person yeah. you would not dig deeper with in a conversation. And it just goes so, so deep, deep and like profound. It's wild. Yeah. It's kind of like that podcast, The Mystery Show. Did you ever listen to that? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Starly Kind. Yeah, Starly Kind. Yeah. That That's was still great. like the goat show. But yeah, this That's one. That's my like favorite. The... I'll re-listen to it. Like finding for... out how tall Jake Gyllenhaal is. That shit. <laughs> that is one was so satisfying. Or like the Britney yeah. Spears so novel one. Or the first one. Was like, wasn't it Must Love Dogs? Like the VHS tape that yeah. was returned to the store that was closed was forever. Was the store there? Was it or not Marley there? And that me shit or something? was amazing. It yeah. was so good. But yeah, this probably. episode, if you, if you, you know, um, everybody has a way to, you know, striminal, hop on your Plex server, whatever, watch this show because this first episode, it's about him just kind of looking at some stuff and he gets the idea to go to MTV Spring Break in Cancun <laughs> and he's by himself and he's just, he's just vo like, he's just taking video of everything and it, it plays out in a beautiful way. The entire show is really fucking something I else. can't wait to see yeah. it. The dying, like a uh, inflatable man, is the sort yeah. of thing that would just be like a throwaway shot in in that show. But anyways, right. people need to check it out. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Okay, so this actually leads in perfectly into my underrated because I've been loving the shit out of watching the repair shop. Have you guys watched that show? No. no. Okay, so it's basically British people doing gentle fixings. And what I mean is like, oh, it's literally wow. like a whole barn of people that are all kinds of experts in weird shit, like a saddle maker, like, or like, you know, someone that Carpenter knows exactly how pre precisely to restore this like car from the 1900s, whatever. And then people just come in with their treasured things and they're like, this is my grandma's ceramic clock. And they're like, oh, what does it mean to you? And they're like, oh, my grandma used to whatever. And then, yeah, and then they clean it. It's so fucking satisfying. I call it, yeah, the gentle fixing show, but it's the repair shop. And honestly, if you want to feel cozy, it's like the British Bake Off, but it doesn't make you hungry for food. Right, right. <laughs> nice. That wow. is a Wait, so like, British and, Bake Off. And it's just truly like every episode is like, I have this. And it's like, all right, experts, like make this motherfucker work and restore the shit out of this thing. Yes. And it's gentle uh, British people. And two of them are siblings. And they like wow. do different rest rest restoration things. There's no plot. It's right. just being like, here, I mean, this I don't is need my grandpa's World War II leather jacket right. from when he was a fucking aviator. Can you fix it? I love it? process video, yeah. It's 
oh man, mm. it's so watching someone repair a painting, dude. I could jerk off to that. It's so fucking soothing. Oh, okay. No, well, no tubing on this Zoom call. <laughs> Sorry, it's <laughs> Please. too late. <laughs> We've, we've but yeah, had a number of incidents already um, I just already like rise up and I'm pantless. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, well, teach their own. But I was going to say the, uh, the anything with people like cleaning stuff, you know, it's like there's that subreddit oddly satisfying where it's like yeah. I can watch people pressure wash a driveway. I'm not joking. Oh, yes. Last night I watched a video of somebody cleaning a, a diamond ring in like an ultrasonic bath. And just like shaking all this shit out and just bringing it back up, looking brand new. I was like, oh, these motherfuckers, let's watch it again. These motherfuckers repaired a garnet bracelet and I watched it like it was, I don't know, like mm-hmm. the birth of my first child. It was <laughs> oh, so it. satisfying and just really, yeah, it's gentle. And it's really fun what they find out. Sometimes they'll be like, oh, so the signature, the back of this painting. So we did a little research and then they'll like tell you some amazing shit. It's, it's really cool. Oh, so it's kind of like a it's like a little bit of antiques road show and a little bit of fixing. So you got to get a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, but there's no stakes, which is what I love. About yeah, yeah, for it. sure. Like, but you, but you're you don't some win anything though. except for like right. delighting the person that brought you the thing. <laughs> I, love I do British wonder. People. <laughs> people were talking about uh, Emily in Paris being like not re- it's just ambient TV. It's like background noise TV. And I do wonder if we're headed for that being like at least half of everything that gets made is like conflictless, just stuff you can have on in the background. That's like pleasing to the soul that you don't really have to invest anything. I in. was kind of, I, I always have that term about it's on in the background. And yeah. as I've kind of began to like wrestle with my like, attention deficit disorder from having three billion tabs open you know listening to a podcast and reading an article and type you know doing all that shit like how much it's just like spreading my brain thin i've tried really hard to not do background tv watching anymore like just to be like if this shit is on like i have to give it all of my attention because like yeah it's it's effect like even like there are so many moments uh, the reason i stopped would there be moments i would get up and my short-term memory was starting to just like short circuit real quick. I'm like, wait, what? Oh, that's right. I'm going to do this thing. Because I was in the okay. middle of like reading and TV watching and whatever. And as I've become more conscious of it, I feel like it's it's helping a bit. But yeah, it's, it's definitely have, something to consider. That used to be a thing that was notable when I would like walk into a room and not remember why I was in that room. And yeah. now that's just every day. That's how I live my day, life. Bro. That's every day, oh, bro. Try um, just try for a while, like to, to discipline your brain to just focus on one task at a time, because even having like like stopping the tab wars, like I only have tabs open when we do the show, like because right. I have to have it. But my browsing, I try really hard to just be like, OK, what am I looking at right now? Go there. And have I completed that information task or whatever purchase, whatever, then move on to the next thing versus like a screaming browser window that's like, ah. I started doing pottery when I watch something. Like I do pinch pots. Oh, I like that. And that way I won't browse shit on my phone, you know? Right. Because I hate the thing where I'm like browsing and tweeting and doing whatever, but also watching the thing. And they'll rewind it like three times and still miss the thing I was trying to catch. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? So now like I do pottery and watch something. So that way like my hands are doing something and I'm sort of concentrated, but also I am watching. Yeah, but it's not like you're reading something on the yeah, pottery as exactly, you're doing it and like exactly. taking in all kinds of new info. Yeah. Yeah. I, nice I feel like turn off to your brain and a way to focus that's kind of like pleasing. 
one thing at a time, like core, <laughs> could be like a movement. You should you should trademark that and like become. A, I mean, it's uh, from leader. like the numerous articles I read. But yeah, I guess in true yeah. scammer uh, energy, I will yeah. actually just begin my new church. Just shout wait. out lazy one lazy at a, one at a time, one at a time. <laughs> okay, one at a time. Yep. Um, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, so people are gonna be mad about this, but Uh-oh. it is the Queen's Gambit. I still haven't seen it. Um, I really wouldn't bother because honestly, you don't learn shit about chess. There's, <laughs> there's no character development. It's beautiful. If you want to look at dope ass outfits and like set design Vibes. and stuff, amazing. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want a vibe, yes. Okay. But this show doesn't do anything well. Like, there's, <laughs> I like it. It just makes me so mad. It's like this is a failure of not just a whole department, but like several departments the only people that were on it were the set designers and the fucking uh costumers and whatever because the show is a woman that just basically doesn't do anything other than take pills and then look up at the ceiling that's not even how drugs work you don't like immediately (laughs) become like it's just so annoying that's not how chess works it's not how drugs work it's not how fucking anything works and they have that magical negro trope i cannot i cannot she doesn't oh, have a magical woman Negro for like in the a show? thousand oh, years, do. and then she oh. shows up in the end, and she's like, "I've saved you. My only purpose was to give you purpose." Right. Oh, I fucking truly oh. hated it. Anyway, so I enjoy. Also, I mean, I not hated it. I hated how much everyone loved it. I found it mediocre. Let's put okay. it like that. I think that's fair. that's fair. I think that's very fair. It's it is a sports movie, uh, right. played out over seven episodes. There is no more takeaway. Uh, than there is from like Friday Night Lights or something like that. Except... No, but there's like no drama in the chess either. Yeah, she's just real good. Yeah. Oh, like she's just like wasting people and then she's like, all right, yeah. time to fucking trip out on drugs to get my life together. That's yep. literally it. And well, the I drugs think that's help dope. her and make her better at chess. And then the and there's no reckoning like, for any can, of it. Yeah, she just decides to stop using drugs and is still good at uh, and chess. And that's, as you know, exactly how drugs work. How, dr- how <laughs> yes. any kind of chemical dependency works. Yep. yep. And just like that, I got off of it and I'm just back and on my, my life chess is shit. perfect. So mm-hmm. I suggest it. Highly recommend these drugs if you want to be a chess fucking prodigy. It's just make no <laughs> sense as a movie whatsoever. It's a collection of images. I guess yeah. that's what I think, and that's what I feel like to me seemed like the most appealing was like, oh, this shit looks slick, like from the stills and like little excerpts I saw. And then I think Jack, you were saying like it just makes it feel like like sports or like this like rock star. Like it's just more like, yeah. Like when yeah, you're watching, yeah. you're like, yeah. But you're never like, <laughs> yeah. I got a fucking meaning out of it. <laughs> right, right. But there's like so many amazing like basketball movies and stuff that have drama sure. and you learn about the sport and it's fucking I love like basketball. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? There's so and there's like shows about football where I didn't know shit about football, but I'll watch it and I'll be like, oh, I learned a ton. I now yeah, you understand. Love coach. You fun- love that show, yeah. Coach. It feels like <laughs> Coach was really where it's at for me. <laughs> it does feel like of that. <laughs> It feels like a movie that would only exist if, or a show that would only exist if it was based on a true story. And it's not based on a true story or even like inspired by a true story. It's just like, yeah, we just kind of made this up. It's from the the novelist who made uh, The Natural and the pool hustling novel that became the pool hustling movie with Paul Newman. So it's just like, he just writes fantastical sports stories. 
But yeah, I would also give a shout out to the casting because I do think the fact that they found a living, breathing anime character uh, helped a lot for the like that's what shout out on casting a model to just look pretty when she moves pieces around <laughs> and also Come on and also the director who played her mom uh who i had never seen in anything uh or who played her foster mom oh really that's good. uh emily heller's sister yeah she was oh, really? muriel heller and she's amazing in it actually yeah. that let me give a shout out to that her yeah. acting is fucking sick in it yes. she does all of the work for everyone in terms of acting. She pulls the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back at the end of last week. uh, Another person passed away. This was a, Capital uh, police officer. Uh, Who knows what happened here? I don't yes, know. This is we weird. Don't. I mean, the thing that you know is that the person, this officer suffered a head injury. What they suspect was a, a fire extinguisher or something. And right. then they were rushed to like the office to get away from the chaos. And then they had a stroke and then were oh, taken shit. off life support. Um, so, yeah, that kind of that. I mean, I think that does, uh, you know. For whatever reason, as if it weren't bad enough that a bunch of insurrectionists just mobbed the Capitol, uh, right. that now the adding to this, people are like, oh, well, now a police officer has died. Now we have to go into, you know, pr- protect the police mode rather than like, I don't know, maybe impeach the, or remove the president right away mode. Um, but this does this does mean a lot for like the people that are there. If this is like prosecuted, like other things like now the Capitol is like a, a murder scene. Uh, the people who were engaged in anything around this officer when it happened, like the punishments could be much more severe. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like there's going to be way more motivation for uh, these people to be brought to justice. And the president, this is happening at the same time that the president has just kind of abandoned them. Like he does every single person who's ever hitched their wagon to him. uh, Use him and abuse him. Who he wasn't actively trying to have sex with. Uh, he just throws them under the bus and then, you know, drives back and forth over them a number of times. But yeah, there, there's also footage of he and his family backstage during the riots or right as the riots are about to begin, uh, taken by Donald Trump Jr. They're playing Gloria, Donald Trump Jr. and Kimberla, as he calls her, uh, both look very coked up and they're like, it's T minus five seconds, you guys, we're going to do it. Fight. And it's, yeah, it's just a a wild uh, contrast of how not seriously they're taking any of this uh, and how it's just, it's just a party. I also just want to say that uh, I was illegally arrested at a protest when I was in college in D.C. Yeah, right. And uh, I can tell you that when I got illegally arrested with 648 other people who were peacefully protesting, they had... um, buses ready and numbered Mm -hmm. and police were out in riot gear they were prepping for the protests for like months to like beat people down and like take them off the street so to see how easy it was for everybody (laughs) to riot and just walk into the capitol knowing that they beat college kids down for doing nothing like that and uh yeah, I mean it's uh, it's uh, it's very obvious, obviously, to compare this to the 
Black Lives Matter protests. But I just want to say in terms of specifically the way that DC MPD handles protests, mm-hmm. they're like known to be very brutal. Yeah. And um, I think that's what And the gives- police chief is known for being very brutal. So it's just it's very interesting to see how this developed. It's not interesting. I think it's, it's just it's clear that they're it's, they were participating in allowing this to happen. I think exactly. it's the only way to talk about it. Like the the tired ass line. The that collusion the media, is what's sickening. Is. The media line of like they were just so woefully prepared. They were Ill not prepared, prepared yeah, to overthrow the government. They right. were. There's. I mean, like the more reports that come out, the more. Uh, like video you see, you're like, oh my god. There's one. There was one guy who went into the Capitol, came out, and he's like, yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like you could tell some of the cops are like on our side, which was pretty cool. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, right, because that's what we're trying get to get people to see. This is all. It's all part of the same thing. It's all one uh, system. It's all right. one system. They're um, now saying that it was the ease with which they were able to break in was part of a plot to like get them in trouble they're like well they just let us in so uh it was clearly a setup to try and get us in trouble Mm. it's like i don't think that's quite how it works it's that it's that they couldn't have had a coup where the police were actually the ones who were you know um harassing the politicians so the the plan was always to have these fascist this fascist goon squad come through and do the work while they just let them pass through because right. that's exactly. how it, it was never supposed to be the state, you know, in that in the form of law enforcement uh, perpetrating the coup. It's that their 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 participation in it is to allow the mob to do it and then be like, OK, well, I guess that's that's who's the boss now. All right, let's do our thing. Right. So and it's I all guess, very fun yeah. to watch. And I guess like part of my point is, is that like. Knowing and not preparing for the coup is mm-hmm. as treasonous, if not more so. Than being the idiots that walked in and stormed and yeah. did the coup. Well, so yeah. it, it, knowing that they have uh, the information and knew about the gathering and didn't do anything, I, I, I'm just tired of saying things that obviously are treasonous <laughs> right. and sound like treason. And it just sounds dumb for me to say that. Do you know what I mean? I feel mm. like this has been an exercise of us saying things like presidents shouldn't commit treason. Right. Immigrant children shouldn't be locked in cages. And sometimes when you say it out loud, do you not feel like this? Like you're saying things that there's n- no reason to say. It's like we breathe air, but it needs to be said now. That's how it the, the last however no, long has felt to me. I've been like feeling years like and years. we have to articulate the basic, the bottom, the lowest bar to meet as a human. But yeah, it does. Be, but it is surreal to have to reiterate that all the yeah. time, given like what you know, what, what is happening. So, yeah. And I think the other part of it is that this really had the potential. It It's very clear that there was something else go like the intent wasn't just to go in there and occupy it. Like the more you see all of these like uh, paramilitary type dudes with flex cuffs and asking where people are and roaming the halls being like, where are they at? Where are they? Like they were clearly there for blood. And it's just that things got, bungled and we're just it was so disorganized that people are also kind of being like oh my gosh viking helmet guy and it's like no there right. were people like there the photos of them trying to like do whatever to the doors once they got into the gallery and things like that is very uh should should be very very unsettling for pe- for people and on top of that they were they found explosive devices all over the i place. was just gonna say how are we not talking about the pipe bombs 
How are we not talking yeah, about the highest COVID death day ever? You know what I mean? But this right. is, this what is the we fucking even... vortex we're in right now. Yeah. So uh, some of the insurrectionists have come out and just kind of been like our bad. Um, and like people who there are pictures of, you know, being in the chamber, like yeah. coming out and just being like, yeah, you know, we didn't mean to uh, embarrass our state or, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The, the, the main guy, right? I'm sure everyone saw the photo of that asshole sitting where Mike Pence was presiding over the Senate with his fist in the air screaming, for, you know, for right. begging for his father's validation from the fucking dais up there in the Senate. Right. Mm -hmm, that guy mm -hmm. who's like, ah, that's a very iconic photo. He's also the same dude. If you might have seen, he was like a guy hanging off the top of the gallery, yep. the Senate gallery, like about to drop in. Same guy. OK, his name is fucking Josiah Colt. And he's from the Boise area. Course. And yeah. the whole thing with this is just, it's just funny to, to watch, you know, because the internet is already exposing a lot of these dumb as fuck fascists. And th obviously there are many professionals included, you know, from real estate brokers, lawyers for insurance companies, elected officials. It's, it's everybody, you know, it's a lot it's, of former it, military, former police, active, or active military, active police. Yeah. Um. So yes, it's, it's a whole swath of people now. But this guy in particular, he's like sort of one of these people, right? Because like while the wealthier patriots are the people who like private jetted into D.C. to storm the Capitol, they were like there's like a class. Of... I retweeted that bitch's uh, handle if you want to if anybody. Wants oh, yeah. To no, she's she's done. She's cooked. Like fly. she's she's cooked. And like she's I saw her melting down on Twitter the other night being like, where are my patriots at there? There's too many haters. And they're tell they're tagging the FBI and everything. I didn't do anything. Anyway, there's people like that who on one level are like these sort of more typically more moneyed, wealthy people who dress up in all the regalia and say all this bullshit that they're not about, but they know there's followers who flock to it and feed off of it. So for them, it's nothing to be like, they're stealing everything. And then they put their phone down and then they sip champagne. Um, right. Then you have this guy who is clearly like some, you know, guy my age who has probably been on a steady diet of weird red pill Twitter, YouTube, etc. And then this people like this other woman are in his media environment. So then he ends up he finds himself in the Capitol. Now, he's been denying a lot of stuff, but I just want to take people through a timeline of what he was posting. The before he left for D.C., he commented on a friend's Facebook photo and said, it's time to fight for the freedom of this country from getting bulldozed by the domestic terrorists in office, pushing Chinese communist agendas and ideology while stripping our freedoms away one by one. Now is the time to fight. Please na name three freedoms that have been stripped away, please. But I guess mm. you can. But don't worry. Mm. On, on to the next <clears throat> thing. Then the night before uh, the the siege, it's time to take back our freedom. It's going to be crazy tomorrow. Praying that everybody are able to prove a point without violence, but you don't know. You don't know how it's going to go down. <laughs> okay, OG. Say less, <laughs> my man. Uh, so then he got into the Capitol and took all those photos. And, you know, he realized when he got out, he was like, oh, shit, man. Like, I was there. But then he realizes he's now very famous. So I just want to play a clip of when he got out of the Capitol and is talking all this shit. And then he begins to realize, oh, I'm, I'm fucked. I just, I just got in the white. I just got in the Capitol building. I was the first one. I hopped down into the chamber and I was the first one to sit And Nancy Pelosi, that bitch, her house, her, she's, she's a traitor. She's treasonous. But I said, like, okay. 
So that's him basically being like, yeah, it was me. And we did mm-hmm. that. Although my man, you that was not, that was the Senate, but okay. Right. That was Mike Pence's chair. Um, and so that was like the first part. Then he posts this to his stories, this next thing where he, it's the gravity of the situation is beginning to hit him. I'm sitting here and uh, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, I'm in downtown DC. I'm all over the news now, but like, I'm just like every single one of those people that was marching, like a peaceful protest came here to represent America. Represent. We're tired of being lied to. We're tired of people stealing, stealing, you know, from us, stealing our freedom, stealing our liberties. And you know, I didn't hurt anybody in there. Like, yeah, I did sit in Nancy Pelosi's seat. Like she's, nope. she shouldn't be there. She's not, she doesn't rec- reprimand. Uh, all right, I'll stop you there. But um, he, you know, it's weird to even hear them articulate out loud because it's like they're realizing their words are actually failing to articulate a real belief system. Right. Like they're just regurgitating like boilerplate shit they read on Twitter, which is like the stripping away our freedoms, Chinese communist prop. Like they're just words that they string together about this thing of like we're against that. And he's like and he's so like, oh, but, you know, like I was just like everybody else. So once he realizes like motherfuckers are looking for him. He, he sent a statement to his local like news station in the Boise area to get the record straight. Also, he's lawyered the fuck up now. Uh, and he said, quote, I love America. I love the people. I didn't hurt anyone and I didn't cause any damage in the chamber. I got caught up in the moment. And when I saw the door to the chamber open, I walked in. I hopped down and I sat on the chair. I said my piece. Then I helped a gentleman get to safety that was injured. Then I left. While in the chamber, I told the other protesters that this is a sacred place and not to do any damage. Some of them wanted to trash the place and steal stuff, but I told them not to and to leave everything in its place. We're still on sacred ground. In the moment, I thought I was doing the right thing. I realized now that my actions were inappropriate and I beg for forgiveness from America and from my home state of Idaho. My intention wasn't to put a stain on our great country's democratic process. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, please. I just, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was just, I got caught up in the white supremacy and my whiteness came over me and I thought I was invincible, but now that there are repercussions. <laughs> Get fucked. Absolutely. And I do believe that we need to figure out how to like rehabilitate people because it can't just be like, all right, go over there so y'all can go into some cave world and come back as like barbarians at the gate type shit. I don't know what is happening, but like, is there a process of being like, can you articulate out loud how bad you fucked up? Do you know everything you said was wrong? Do you actually know that? Do you actually believe that? Dude, but I don't the, know how people how are deep in the back cult do part. you have to go to like teach dude about civics? About ethics, (laughs) about life. Like, how far back do you go? I can't meet him when he's seven. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm curious to know. That's which I think brings a larger conversation, too, of like, how can somebody who Who doesn't want to learn hopped up on this? Because, you know, there is, there are people, you know, who are neo not reform skinheads who come, who see the light and come back and things like that. I believe I in that. I'm just this. saying, how do you teach somebody who doesn't want to learn? That's it's what I mean. But that's question. what I mean. <laughs> because I think these are, because suddenly the contrition comes out when it's, oh, no, 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 you're, 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 that's, uh, that's a criminal offense you're committing and you will go to jail for that. Mm. And that's because everything, I think that's the thing, like whiteness excuse, like creates this world of uh, uh, a consequence free world from your actions when you're working in tandem with the larger group of white supremacy. And I th- like that protection goes up in smoke the second like 
FBI. And now they're like, right. oh, wait, what? I mean, but I, but it was me. It was, it was the other Patriots. And what, what do you mean? I didn't do it. And I told, I told them it was sacred ground. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> fuck. I was in there telling them not to come up there. That's why I was up uh, on Mike Pence or Nancy Pelosi's okay, chair. That's not fair. You should have. Where's the picture of me putting together Speaker Nancy Pelosi's sign? <laughs> and I was super gluing it. And I was putting it back because I'm like, guys, this isn't nice. Okay. She's a okay, traitor, when I was but carrying the podium. The I was carrying it to be fixed and cleaned, actually. Yeah, I was taking it to the repair so shop show it, in the UK. <laughs> yes, I was taking it to the repair shop barn, and no one respects that about me. I mean, the freedoms that they're talking about being uh, you know, suppressed are the freedoms to spread coronavirus COVID? around. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. to not to not wear a mask. And they're they're complaining about that and violently, uh, you know, breaking into uh, the Capitol building on the worst day of COVID in the history of COVID in in America. Uh, for right. you know, Most thousands deaths. of people are dying. Yeah. Most deaths, de- deadliest day, and yeah, I don't know. I do wonder. You know, we people are saying, look, you took Trump off of Twitter for a single day and all of a sudden he's repentant and I don't buy that for a fucking second. That's his legal exposure. Right. It's, but I do wonder like this is so much like the, the fact that they are that hemmed in by these beliefs. Like I do wonder how much when we're, if we're able to ever take Twitter away, take Facebook away, which I don't even know if that's possible, like how how much that will give people an opportunity to actually do what you're talking about and at least come up from a for a breath. I mean, you start off by rounding all these people up and being like, knock, knock. Guess who, bitch? Yes, absolutely. Uh, Like and then because there's a different you'll that's when you'll realize who you ride, what freedom actually is. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, am I that down for freedom? I'll do that shit in a jail cell. Or are you real? I'm like, oh man, that was okay. I guess this is real. Or you'll be, or you'll just say whatever you have to out of self preservation. You never know with anybody uh, trying to rehabilitate themselves or whatever. But yeah, it, it just becomes a very complicated situation. And even with Donald Trump's weird ass wooden video that he put up, being like, guys, that was so fucked up what everybody did. <laughs> I'm totally not with that. If you do that, you're not down with Trump gang. I'm telling you that right now. You ain't MAGA. That was fucked up. And I never Winky said anything wink, like that. Wink. But like, and and the reaction on like the, you know, the Donald.win website or, you know, all the other parlor where they congregate was there were some people who were like, man, fuck this guy. He literally told us to do this shit. And now that there's pressure, he's fucking holding, leaving us with the bag. There's that reaction where people are seeing it for what it is. Like he sold us out. There are other people who are like, Oh my God, is is that a deep fake? Like that can't be he can't be mm-hmm. saying that he's saying Joe Biden is the president. Um right. so there's there's definitely like within it, there are people who are like had enough and are maybe realizing it's all bullshit. Other people who are just gonna out of self preservation go deeper. So it's what it's I all wonder is, it's so hard to tell. What I wonder is like when you see someone, they're just like chaos agents. When you see someone just destroying the very thing that they are claiming to protect and want and like revere, it just becomes really weird. 
It's like they don't think past the first step. Okay, like you pissed in Nancy Pelosi's chair and you took her laptop. Mm-hmm. And you want to put your guy in that chair, right? You're going right. to have to clean that piss up. Like the thing is, is like no one's thinking. No one's thinking for the next step. They're just so angry at now that there's no, there's nothing there. It's like after the chaos has been expressed, there's nothing to replace it, you know. And to be like trying to constantly undermine a government and say that you don't believe in it while trying to install your guy in the government, it's like always been the the weirdest, dumbest thing. To see, yeah. it's like whenever Republicans run for office and they say they want less government. I'm like, right. honey, you're running for government. Yeah, like, but I want to. I want to. I want to kneecap it while I'm there, huh? Yeah, <laughs> right. Just means so. I'm, just I'm we'll lower taxes. The thing that worries me is like there's such a streak of anti uh, intellectual intellectualism and anti knowledge and learning that I'm just mm-hmm. worried that once the chaos has been expressed and these people have nothing and nowhere to go. And nothing to do like what what the fuck is going to happen because once right. they've already pissed on the government and they don't respect it what's the way back yeah it's that's true yeah man i already when you were talking about the them saying that like is that a deep fake i can already see the next two years where there's going to be a huge faction of the mega people who uh believe trump died that they killed Trump and replaced him. Like the this is like one of the most underrated types of conspiracy theories. Like the Paul is dead. People love to do a Paul is dead and just claim that like uh their hero was killed and replaced by a body double of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one thing we have to look forward to. Is Trump is dead. This is this new Trump is Trump robot. Um which maybe that'll <laughs> Uh, harm his ability to get reelected in 20 And then he's like, no, hold on. I'm not a robot. And they're like, fuck <laughs> you, bot Trump. And he's like, no, seriously, look at me. Look, you can touch my fake hair. And look, this is all the makeup comes off, guys. Please. I want to see him cut himself to prove he's a human. <laughs> oh, my God. Just dust comes out. Uh, Just that right. black sludge. They're like, this oh. doesn't answer any They're like, questions. it's him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And as we're talking about how to, you know, deal with the people, the rioters who went into the Capitol building, uh, the insurgents. One one way I'd say we we probably shouldn't deal with them is is uh, how Anderson Cooper de- described them while while the uh, insurrection was taking place. Uh, I just want to play a quick clip of how he was describing uh, what what he thought of the people who were doing this. Okay. Of of completely unpatriotic, completely against law and order, completely unconstitutional behavior. It's stunning, and they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at in the Garden Marriott, and they're going to have some drinks. Oh, back mm-hmm. to the Olive Garden, I see. Have some <laughs> drinks, and you're going to have their little light beers, uh, their domestic light beers. Yeah, uh, Anderson Shit, Cooper, who is a Vanderbilt, 
who is yeah. a descendant the great, of the Vanderbilt. Great grandson rich. of Cornelius, slave owner Vanderbilt. The dude literally owned the plantation, from what I recall, where uh, Michelle Obama's ancestor was born into bondage. Yep. Is, was owned by Cornelius Vanderbilt. And yes, this is he's the daughter of Gloria Vanderbilt. Uh, that's his mom, right? Gloria. Yes. Mom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And this is yeah. And of course, you got him being on this shit. I mean, I like look. He's always likes to be catty and snarky and shit like that. But like, this is just so dumb because he also fails to understand like that he is also part of this protected class that is so vividly unaware of what is happening that That's all he can he muster sees. up is just yeah. like, oh my god. Did you he see that? I think the tags from for Ross the were still people. on his jacket. Yes, exactly. And meanwhile, it's so weird because I didn't process it like that when I heard it, and I'm sure I'm wrong. But like I, what I heard it as was him saying like, and maybe because I'm coming at it from a totally, di- I'm not a Vanderbilt, but I was thinking like he sounds like he's uh like outraged that they're gonna go and spread Corona to the people that work at Olive Garden and at the hotel. But now that you're saying where it's coming from, I'm like, oh, I totally came at it with my, <laughs> yeah, with my worries. I was like, oh no, the staff. I'm like, oh, I don't think he was. Well, like on that. one hand, you'd think like there could be the nuance to say like he's saying that, and then could extend it with, and these are people that you know, and yeah, right, like these exactly. are these people are around. Don't mm-hmm. be fooled. But instead, he's just like. And they're just going to go and say they had a great, this is the end of the quote. He says, they have a great day in Washington and they sit up for nothing other than mayhem. Right. And it's like, okay, so you're just finger wagging from your fucking private jet. And also the, yeah, the, speaking of private jet, there were people there. There's a woman there who flew to from Texas to on a private jet. So like he's doing revisionism to make it. and, And like, he's not intentionally doing that, but that's like just where he comes from. That's a, a symptom of where he sits and how he how he perceives this. I just it's you know it's I think fresh. the milk toast reaction is really similar to like the Joe Biden first speech where I was like all you needed to do was call what it is what it is. Call it right. white supremacy, call it treason, get angry. Yes. yes. You know, this and then not, instead we're getting these like milk toast responses that are just like ah and when Anderson Cooper calls it mayhem, that's really just so under, right. under, like you're calling, you're minimizing the yeah. thing that is happening in words that are just don't mean much, right? yeah, and don't really have any context. Mayhem just makes it sound like it came out of nowhere instead of yeah. this is a coordinated white supremacy attack on uh, the democratic um, foundation of this country. Yeah. Right. Rather than like, yeah, Woodstock '99. Yeah, that's mayhem. mayhem. Right. Okay, you know I mean? that's like when my parents went out of town and I had a party. Mayhem. Right. Right. Like, right. Okay. Right. Well, um, you know, but again, that's I think we just we're constantly reminded of just the disconnect of like the who the politicians are, who the pundits are on TV, and their utter like they're just they're not connected to the same thing. Like they're they're just commenting on a show they're watching called Other People's World. Right. Right. And, you know, protecting Anderson Cooper doesn't want to pay double what he pays in taxes so that hungry people can eat. You know, he wants to he wants the status Unless they're eating at an olive garden. Right. I don't want to give him that and see them at crustacean. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the olive garden fucking rules. So, uh, 
Except the, the people who own the company. It's tough. You know, it's like the food rules. Yeah. Food like rules. The, the company the sucks. Are the terrible. breadsticks are hitting. Well, they hit when you're broke. And no, you they're terrible, but they're so free. Yeah, they're so I mean, free. And also, the hit. salad is really good, in my opinion. <laughs> I haven't been there since I was. Uh, like 12 or something? No, I've been there like... Well, I just got kicked out because I refused to wear my mask in there. <laughs> right. Uh, but I will Thank be back. Thank you. Because I love uh, the Italian about wedding freedoms. suit. They wouldn't let me eat there with my podium, so I had to go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, we would like a table for two. And they're like, technically, the person you're eating with is a table. Okay, and actually, I got really offended, and we, me, and the podium had to go. And you're like, "Fine, can I just get a tablecloth for my table I brought?" Then I'll eat off of my. How speaker's dare podium. you! I will never cover my friend with a white cloth until, unless we're, uh, you know, at the clan meeting. Okay, right yeah. at the Olive um, Garden. At the Olive Garden. <laughs> There's also another way that uh, people are responding to the fallout is uh, Betsy DeVos uh, oh. ha has resigned uh, oh. and with a strongly worded note, you know, I don't even know if it was an official statement or if it was just her Doesn't like leaking word to people. Doesn't matter. Uh, but this she monster. has had it. Yeah, she's out of this. She, I'm up. Out, I'm off of this, I think is what she said. I'm mm -hmm. off of this shit. Uh, and you disgusting profiteering, no fucking. Same with hearted, Elaine Chow. Oh, bitch. I yeah. will fucking kick you in the face if I see you on the street. There you go. Right. Uh, allegedly. Elaine Chow. Uh, Elaine Chow, yeah, speaker or uh, Majority Leader McConnell's wife, who's the, uh, the Secretary of uh, Transportation, who is clearly doing uh, the most in that position to help out uh, business interests in her family and other people that she knows. And these two people, they're the first cabinet members to resign. And many people are like, oh, God, finally, what did it take? It's like, well, hold on now. They're not doing this because they, they reached a line. They're also doing this because if the 25th Amendment is invoked and as cabinet members would have to basically participate in removing the president in the ouster, they fear the fucking mob. So by resigning, they don't have to deal with any 25th Amendment shit. They're saying, oh, right. no, don't get me near that because I don't want my name on some list of where MAGA gang is going to be like, these are the people that betrayed the president. So for all of that, like, it's just it's just cowardice all around. And even on top of that, you have the Democrats like passing this like impeachment removal hot potato around. Like, they're like, well, I don't want to do that. Mike Pence, you right. need to do the 20. Oh, we're going to impeach. Well, yeah, maybe. But because if he doesn't do it, then we will. Motherfuckers, you have the fucking house. Right. And the Senate is going to be 50 50. But also you have plenty of Republican senators. Even Ben Sass is like, yo, if they kicked up impeachment in the Senate, I would really consider that shit because what I saw was bullshit. Now, I don't know what that means, but right. you would put Mitch McConnell in a weird spot by just swiftly getting through the articles of impeachment in the House, sending it to the Senate. And I'll be like, what about all that shit you were talking on Tuesday, Mitch, or on Wednesday? Before all the mm. shit went down, mm. you were like, oh, this is this is absolutely terrible and like the misinformation. And on top of that, it seems like you were mad enough that these people pulled up on the Capitol, your place of work. So then what? So like they're both weak sauce as fuck. And I'm sick of it because like the, the bottom line is they have the insulation and protection of being elected officials. Right. Uh, normal citizens do not. So their their calculus is completely different. Other people are saying like, I see what happens in the streets. I see what happens in my neighborhoods. I see what happens in my city hall that isn't even near the Capitol where there are people who are uh, subscribing to this rhetoric and dogma and what they do in, in physical space. 
And these are threats to our safety. Yet they're like, well, uh, I don't know. It's the weekend, y'all. Maybe, I mean, next week we're going to get on it. But what then? But this is as mad as Mike Pence has been at Trump. So, you know, that's something. Yeah, that's that's big news. All of Um, this is bullshit. And it doesn't mean anything unless actually there's anger and consequences and responsibility. And that's not going to happen. Because this is what politics is. And that's why it's so fucking frustrating. There's so many people like from... All over the country, you know, again, like the of being like, <laughs> it's happening there now. Mm-hmm. Um, and even like Serbian people being like, yeah, we, you know, remember Slobodan Milosevic? And we kind of mm-hmm. let that slide. Ten years later, they were back at it again mm-hmm. and in power mm-hmm. because we didn't we didn't handle that shit when it went down the first time. And it's going to happen again. Like if they don't do anything, it's place your fucking bets because you might be able to cash out and leave the country if you put enough money up now on that. Um, because they're truly not interested in this kind of accountability, just based on the, the, the words I'm hearing out of the leadership and to think again, and I was tweeting this last week, if you think they're going to fucking actually address climate change or fucking Mm. income inequality or systemic racism that exists even in law enforcement or our housing and things like that, you must be out your fucking mind. The These cabinet people, picks so far are upsetting as fuck. There's nothing. They nothing don't helpful. give a fuck. And they will let you. It won't be until they almost get their ass bit that they want to then do something. So what the fuck you think you're going to do? Like, it's like almost like if it's a human body and someone's stabbing you, the epidermis is the working people, people who are most vulnerable. But they are like the organs that are protected by like the rib cage and shit. So at the moment, they're like, oh, somebody's cutting the skin. And then the mm-hmm. knife got to them. And they're like, ah. But everybody is feeling this pain and they're still they just can't get they just can't get their head out of it. I mean, a majority because there's plenty of, you know, newer to the game or just progressive people in the House and Senate that understand what's going on. But my God, the inability to lead is really fucked. I mean, it's a combination of self-interest and cowardice that is so deeply ingrained in all these people that makes them essentially completely unable to work for the people that elected them yeah because uh the wealthy should never be the representatives in government they're only they're at that point they're only representing that their own class and then we are the ones that get the shit end of it the slobodan milosevic point is a really good one because i mean yeah that's what people who are experts in you know how these sorts of coups happen they're like this is not this is not the high, like, like we've been saying, this isn't the end point. This is the start point. This is how these things begin is an unsuccessful one that people then realize, oh shit, we can get away with that. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're testing the fences and to, to just let this shit go. And Lindsey Graham's already like, this would just cause more problems if we, uh, you know, <sighs> tried to impeach him. Like that's, they, they're ignoring, uh, you know, how history, how these how these uh, things happen, because unfortunately, too, there's too many people whose own ass is on the line who are the ones who are going to have to administer the dole out the punishments. Right. Right. And so they're not going to self own. You kidding right. me? So then so that's why we find ourselves in this place constantly. And then everyone's like, why well, can't I, that's that's the homie. Like, I, I know if they say they're not going to do it again, they're not going to do it again. <laughs> Cut to mm. they're doing it again. 
It happened again. Well, at least corporate America uh, corporations <laughs> are. At least they're safe. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're uh, weighing in with some strongly worded statements. Yeah, I heard the McRib said some really poignant things on the <laughs> in these times. <laughs> He's like, you know, I come and go. Um, but while I'm here, <laughs> could you imagine? It's, really a, <laughs> it's a Snickers commercial. It's like, boy, those people should have just had a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> and that wouldn't have happened anyway. Of, Hungry? Why wait? It's a lot of empty shit, but like, especially coming yeah. from these companies who donate to, you know, Republicans, like Boeing, obviously, <laughs> has a ton invested in the military industrial complex. And, and uh, Mitch McConnell. Yeah, and Mitch McConnell. Straight they came up. out and had a statement about how, you know, they're they're not into this. We were for the peaceful uh transfer of power. Yeah, uh, that's what Raytheon said too. <laughs> I was right, like, right. that's really <laughs> Oh from the heart. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Axe Axe body spray. Somebody left an Axe body spray can like in the Capitol building <laughs> and Axe said, we'd rather be lonely than with that mob. Axe condemns yesterday's acts of violence. Uh, <laughs> Why don't they say we give the Axe to yes. the coup? That really right. is And they're like, his... let's not, were our commercials a little edgy and contributing to a culture of toxic masculinity? I don't know. <laughs> nah. But like for real, we don't, but we condemn the insurrection, but we will protect <laughs> your right to an erection. In public. <laughs> and yeah, Verizon, who yes. fucking blew out the Republican Party in 2016, their CEO was like, we condemn. This is the thing. And Judd Legum, who uh, has, you know, really awesome newsletter and who's been really on top of like sort of uh, corporate responsibility and how that all ties into like government and things like that. There are apparently a lot of like there's a lot of concern out of these multinational companies who have been funding the GOP that they're like, is there going to be consumer backlash? Because like we're also the reason like they have money for campaigns and to stay in office and because they're also helping our evil interests like Chevron who has a great record not even in this country but across the globe <laughs> in terms of geopolitics they've never done a thing in the pursuit of oil mm. um they're also like they're like oh we call for this so it's just very disingenuous and just stupid i just want to there there's this like quick excerpt i read from an article that said this outlet reported wednesday that the Rule of Law Defense Fund, an arm of the Republican Attorneys General Association, was listed as one of the organizers of Wednesday's protest. Hey. Huh, what is this? Uh, the RAGA received hundreds of thousands of dollars in contributions last year from Coke Industries, Boom. Comcast, Boom. Walmart, Home Depot, hey. Amazon, Google, oh. and many other corporate donors. So this, hmm. these people actually crowdfunded uh, this whole fucking uh get together too, and so I think that's another that's another part of this that we have to keep focused on is saying like it's all connected. Y'all were also there too, and I think that's the thing that they're they're gonna do a much better job of acting like they had nothing to do with it because it's a little more nuanced for people to make that connection that them funding these groups means they have a hand in it. Um, but that's truly something that you hope now that like apparently the Department of Justice announced that there are. They said hundreds of attorneys and agents investigating what happened at the Capitol. And when they were investigating the uh, like a lot of Trump's bullshit, the highest it ever got to was 19. Mm -hmm. So 
it there there it it the outwardly it seems like something could be happening, but you know we're never gonna know till we know. I don't trust this shit. No, but yeah, that, I think that's another thing about with Trump, right? And that like video that he made. I'm curious if he's also looking at his control of the mob as a chip he can play to get out of this by saying, Probably. "Yo, leave me the fuck alone," or watch or me I'm turn gonna, like, up. Yeah, mobilize. I'll turn the people. fuck up, and you saw what happened. That was me just showing y'all what I, I will I will fucking go off uh, if you try and this, that and the other. I don't know if that's what he's thinking, but apparently when his own like when Mark Meadows and Pat Cipollone were like, hey, dude, you have like you're legitimately uh, exposed legally for like this insurrection. Um, so you probably need to you probably need to make that statement. And now Pat Cipollone is leaving or they're they're saying he's has a heavy it's being indicated that he is really considering resigning from his post as the counsel to the president, um, who was the guy in charge of all the pardons. And Bill Barr was also helping with that. So if Bill Barr is gone and Pat Cipollone, his attorney, that was like the one who was making sure none of the pardons were being written in a way that would conflict. He's in a lot of sh- he hasn't he's actually very exposed now. Um, and there's a lot of reports that he's like since Friday or Thursday night been just interviewing a ton of lawyers to try and figure out how to just get through this time without getting going to jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 desperate times. That's why I think it's even more important that he's removed because he has no it doesn't. I don't know what other chips are to play except for ones we never you can you can't even imagine. Yeah. And people just going back to the corporations. If people want to uh, read a good story about how uh corporations function in american history they should uh look into the business plot which was when a bunch of business leaders uh tried to organize with world war one veterans and the veterans association to uh do a fascist overthrow of the u.s government and fdr in 1933 um and never faced any repercussions uh, yeah oh wow uh huh. sophia it's been so great having you. Uh, it's always on the such show a pleasure. Again. Where can people find you and follow you? You can find me at the Sophia S O F I Y A on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, Smiles and I have a podcast about ninety day fiance called mm. Four Twenty oh, yeah. Day Fiance. Politics so, free. Yes. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's mostly just getting angry at people for bed packing and things like that. Um, Jack, you do you ever pack your bed, pack a suitcase on your own bed in your home? On your sheet. Would you put your suitcase onto your bed where you rest? Not a a hotel. We've talked about no, if no, you no. Leave in one thing, your own bed. Uh-huh, Putting uh-huh. a suitcase when you're packing to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always, put, I always put it on the ground. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, see, this is why we fuck with you. Okay. Yeah, this is this is why we <laughs> fuck with you. <laughs> because you guys are Jack's why. on ninety day fiance or four twenty day fiance now. Yeah, that's it. Um, this is how it works. You've been ordained. <laughs> yeah, because I just think it's disgusting. It's you gross. Put a suit- you imagine a suitcase going through airports, oh, the bellies of the it's plane. It's touched everything. Mm. Put that on your own bed. It's no, full of no, diseases. No. Get out of here. Ugh, it's like the rat of of. You might as well pack in an storage, olive garden if you're you know? gonna do that. <laughs> Exactly. Anyway, listen to our podcast. And I have another podcast about love and sex uh, called Private Parts Unknown. We're doing a series right now uh, on comedians of OnlyFans. So that's oh, super nice. fun. Oh, the Check comedians have who have uh, are popping up on OnlyFans? Yes. Hey, hey. Hey. Uh, is, 
Is there a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes. Uh, in fact, my friend Eric Hahn, whose um, handle is at Han Eric, um, tweeted, I miss the 80s and 90s when we had like three good looking men and that was it. We had Low, <laughs> Depp, and Pitt. We made do and we were happy. <laughs> oh, thanks. I think that one's great. And then um, on a totally different, not humorous um, <laughs> note, <laughs> I have um, Ashley Nicole Black's tweet, which is, now that I have punched you in the face, it's time to heal and move on. Mm -hmm. Assigning blame as to which of us did the punching and which got punched would only serve to divide us, a punchee and a puncher, even further. Now that my punching hand stings a little, I call for unity. <laughs> Fucking sick tweet. <laughs> yep. Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me Twitter, Instagram, Miles of Gray, as Sophia said on 420 Day Fiance. Uh, some tweets I like. I mean, everybody knows this one at this point, but that Animaniacs edit. Uh, <laughs> the woman who's like, it's a revolution, who now they're saying she may have been rubbing an onion on her eye to cry. Mm -hmm. It's just, I mean, I don't know about all that, but we'll see. Details will emerge. But let me just play this one. We're animating, totally insane. I need 11,780. They push me on, they missed me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so they push me on, they uh, So there's that one. And then lastly, a uh, tweet that I like just really made me laugh is from uh, Rajat Suresh. Uh, Rajat underscore Suresh tweeted, <laughs> Antifa disguised themselves as me to divorce my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> too real. Uh, tweet I've been enjoying. Uh, Restaurant News tweeted this story. It said, At Burger King rebrands with new logo, modern design, and cleaner food. And then a link to an article. And Chase Mitchell said, I'm really sneaking that last one in. Like, I'm not going to have follow up questions. Cleaner <laughs> food. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, what that means? <laughs> it's just it's really upsetting. I guess that the food is dirty as fuck before. Uh, and then Blair uh, Saki tweeted, going forward, men around the nation need to take a critical look at their choice of sunglasses if you don't want me to think you stormed the Capitol. Uh, you can find uh, me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as the song we ride out on miles what are we riding into this fine week upon oh this is a track from al pagoda uh and it's called black and i just heard it like in between songs on the radio and again just funky little less like soothy like last time i was starting last week with a little ear volume this is just, we're turning up a little bit because I've got to get a little step going here. Uh, so this is Black by Al Pagoda. It's just got, it's just, it's, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's, it's just, you'll know, it'll feel good to just listen to for the last portion of the show. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for this morning. We're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we will talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Yeah.